Let's check out your headlines for today. To do that, we'll bring in Natalie Lovey from the 980 CFPL Newsroom. Good morning, Natalie. Good morning, Devin. Uh, Hiring more police officers will be on the agenda at London City Hall today. Yeah, the London Police Service hopes to secure nearly $4 million in funding today from City Council to hire 20 more officers. Council will discuss and vote on $12 million in assessment growth funding, of which just under $4 million is earmarked for police. Assessment growth refers to additional property taxes collected by a municipality for new or expanded homes and businesses. Mayor Josh Morgan supports hiring new police officers, telling 980 CFPL that as the city continues to grow, additional funding is needed. It's part of a plan endorsed by the police board last spring to bring on 52 new hires over the next three years in a bid to keep up with the city's expansion and to fill existing personnel gaps. Just over half a million dollars is also being sought for five new police vehicles, new equipment and renovations at police headquarters to accommodate the new staff. During a police board meeting last spring, former police chief Steve Williams noted that public complaints about response times had risen nearly 300 percent since 2019. Well, the federal government says it's open to bail reform. Yeah, the federal justice minister says he's prepared to make changes to the criminal code when it comes to reforming Canada's bail system. That will be a topic of discussion when David Lamenti meets with his provincial counterparts this week. The premiers have been calling on the feds to establish a reverse onus system for firearms offenses that would require the person seeking bail to show why they should not be staying behind bars. Lamenti told a parliamentary committee meeting yesterday that he has already begun talks with some provincial counterparts about the issue, including including with BC, Manitoba and Ontario. But he says bail is a fundamental right and any law making it harder to access runs the risk of being contrary to the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. He says that it's a tipping point where the Supreme Court would argue bail is not accessible enough. Last month, the London Police Services Board wrote a letter to the Prime Minister calling for bail reform. Former Police Chief Steve, Steve Williams and Board Chair Ali Shabar said London is the fastest growing municipality in Ontario and is experiencing an increasing number of violent offenders released into the city, some of whom are repeat offenders charged with violent crimes. The Prime Minister says he plans to appoint a new independent watchdog to investigate foreign interference in the country. Yeah, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has asked two key security watchdogs to probe foreign interference. The National Security and Intelligence Committee of Parliamentarians will launch a new study on foreign interference focused on elections. The National Security and Intelligence Review Agency will look at how um, Canada's, or look at the work rather, Canada's intelligence agencies have done on foreign interference. Trudeau will also appoint a special rapporteur to independently review their work to ensure there's no gaps. His announcement yesterday follows recent media reports claiming that China tried to interfere in the 2021 campaign to help the Liberals win another minority government. Opposition parties have argued the Liberal government or are urged them to launch a full public inquiry on foreign interference. The RCMP has also opened an investigation into possible violations of the Security of Information Act concerning the media reports. Food prices will go under the microscope tomorrow in Ottawa. 
Yeah, MPs are gearing up to grill the CEOs of Canada's largest grocery store chains at the House of Commons Agriculture Committee tomorrow as part of its food inflation study. Experts say they should push the leaders of Loblaw companies, Metro and Empire Company, for more transparency on why the grocers are making so much money. Other executives from the companies have already testified, but the NDP in particular expressed its dissatisfaction with the absence of the CEOs themselves. Grocers are making record profits during high inflation, and and MPs uh, are being pushed for more financial information that could shed light on what's driving those profits. Some grocers say their margins on food haven't gone up and they're instead making money off other products. But financial statements released by the companies don't include those kinds of breakdowns. And Ontario maple syrup producers are concerned about how climate change is going to affect the industry's future. Yeah, maple syrup producers in southern Ontario tapped trees for sap in early February, significantly earlier than when tapping season has historically begun. But another cold spell last week put a pause on the early start. Maple syrup producer Paul Renault says climate change is having a substantial impact on the industry, and extreme weather events like windstorms can have devastating consequences on maple trees, which can take more than 40 years to grow back. Renault says he's been working with producers and the association Association of producers to get others to switch to carbon neutral practices such as making their sap evaporators more efficient. Let's check out what happened on this day in history in 1274. Thomas Aquinas, considered one of the most significant theologians of all time, died. In 1854, American Charles Miller patented a sewing machine to stitch buttonholes. In 1876, Alexander Graham Bell received a US patent for the telephone. In 1878, the University University of Western Ontario is incorporated right here in London. In 1926, the first successful transatlantic radio telephone conversation took place between New York and London. In 1963, the FLQ began its campaign of violence by hurling Molotov cocktails at three armories. In 1965, the Roman Catholic Church in Canada celebrated Mass in English for the first time rather than Latin. In 1969, FLQ member Pierre Paul Geoffrey pleaded guilty to charges of making and placing bombs, conspiracy, theft, and possession of dynamite in connection with 31 bombings in the Montreal area. He received life sentences on each of the 124 charges. In 1972, Yukon gave up 13 square kilometers of land to the Northwest Territories as compensation for a surveying error made when the boundary was made up between the two. In 1988, television writers in the United States went on strike shutting down production of TV and movies for 22 weeks. In 1990, the U.S. announced a more informative food labeling system that will require the disclosure of fat, fiber, and cholesterol content for nearly all packaged foods. In 2000, Vancouver prosecutors charged Boston Bruins defenseman Marty McSorley with assault with a weapon for slashing Vancouver Canucks forward Donald Brashear on the head during a game the previous month. McSorley was later convicted and received a conditional discharge. In 2006, Ontario's 9,000 college teachers and other staff walked off the job to push for smaller class sizes and more full-time faculty. The strike affecting 150,000 students ended 18 days later after teachers and college officials agreed to arbitration to settle their contract dispute. 
In 2011, Warner Brothers Television fired Charlie Sheen from the sitcom Two and a Half Men following his bouts of wild partying, repeated hospitalizations, and a bitter media campaign against his studio bosses. On this day in 2020, Canadian health officials urged people to avoid cruise ship travel after a cruise liner with 237 Canadians aboard it had 21 confirmed cases of COVID-19. And on this day in 2022, the official global death toll from COVID-19 topped 6 million. Happy anniversary to Dennis and Sharon on 59 years of marriage. Specifically, congrats to Darren and based on the email, sorry, congrats to Dennis and based on the email I got from Dennis, Condolences to Sharon on the 59 years of marriage to Dennis. Happy birthday to Lane, who turns 41. Today, you share a birthday with Brian Cranston, who turns 67. Wanda Sykes, who turns 59. Rachel Weiss is 53. Peter Sarsgaard is 52. And Jenna Fisher turns 49.